As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, it's time for another moment in your day with Survival of the Fittest is the soup du jour. Today is miércoles. Miércoles can only mean one thing. It's miércoles de música. We're going to talk about different, like, musical things that I like to talk about. You know, I'm into music. Everyone knows that. And I think all kitchens and all chefs are into music. I don't think I've ever worked with a chef. That wasn't some kind of music aficionado. You know, they, they, they either like something, whatever the music, ultimately, you know. But, you know, and of course, growing up in California and Puerto Rico, you know, the music in the kitchens were always dominated by or rancheras or buena salsa or merengue, ya tu sabes. So, miércoles de música. Lately, I have been really kind of tuning into some pretty crazy shit, I gotta admit. I mean... Music that I would have to say that is is not your, like, standards, only because it's just forgotten tunes, you know? Um, like, uh, I don't know. I, I dare even want to even mention what bands, but you should look them up just so you get an idea where I'm coming from. Those Pasteles Verdes, uh, Los Muecas, uh, Los Temenarios, and only because there's this time, I think, in, like, Mexican music, that that like didn't quite happen but really did happen and you and there's proof because you can hear the songs but it's not ranchera music you know norteño tunes with accordion it's not bandas it's not you know mariachi music rancheras it sort of just never really took off you know so but there's tons of content tons of music out there for you to listen to and it's just got this funky 70s ass organ sound to it that i just kind of love right now so that's what i've been listening to lately and you know i thought i would mention that not to mention i mean of course i listen to so much music i mean whenever i'm out and about i'm listening to music whenever i'm in the restaurants i'm listening to music whenever i'm home i'm listening to music so it's one of those things that you know i just can't live without so you know do share with us and you know once again i'd like to thank orlando brewing for bringing us some beers again and that's making my evening really nice my miércoles de música miércoles de música con chef trevino uh, and a few beers from orlando brewing so that's always good um remember we were we're still taping on mega tv you got to check us out kind of life a lot of fun we're doing recipes with cbd flower flor and a lot of good vibes, so 
I think uh, people are really a good response so far. So let's hope that that keeps rolling only because we love to be hamming it up on TV, ladies and gentlemen. Seguro que sí. And, uh, and we'll continue to find new recipes and exciting dishes so you could feel good internally and mentally and, <laughs> and all around just happiness. So definitely like the show Canal Life on Mega TV Puerto Rico, Mega TV Live in Orlando, Sábado a las tres. Nos vemos todos los sábados con una receta nueva. So look us up. See what else we want to hit today other than like, you know, just your standards. I mean, I'm always out and about looking for new things to talk about. I was recently at, um, at a great, a, a great, uh, Puerto Rican bakery, uh, actually, I just, you know, you guys are gonna want to hit me because I can't. The name escapes me. I think it's Vanessa's. I think it's here in Lake Nona, and uh, it's 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 over right at the entrance of Lake Nona. It's kind of behind some other shops, so you barely see it. But she's got some like Puerto Rican postres, you know, like uh, quesitos and and things like that, y un cafecito bien cargado, like we like in Puerto Rico, so it's really cool, I've discovered it recently, and and have been going there for coffee, coffee and uh, pastries, so if you're in Lake Nona, aquí in Orlando, go to Vanessa's, I believe it's Vanessa, and if it's his wrong name, you know, you have, you just call me out, I'm willing to take the abuse, pero that's definitely it, um, and, uh, you know, I mean, how could you go wrong? A quesito in the morning with un cafecito bien cargado. I mean, that for me is life. And, yeah, I know, I know I'm a sucker for, for Red Bull. And that's recent, by the way. My only source of, of like, like heavy-duty stimuli have been his was coffee for years. Recently, I've discovered Red Bull, and, and I'm gone with the diet stuff because that other stuff, the, the, non, the non-sugar-free, the, the regular Red Bull, oh, my God, it's so fattening. <laughs> Shit. It's like, forget about it. So, uh, But it's a, it's, a good, it's a good jolt. I like it. It's kind of a, got a weird, like, you start to sip it, and then all of a sudden you're guzzling it down. It's like there's nobody who doesn't guzzle it down. It's a trip. I wonder if it has something in the recipe that makes you want to guzzle it because it's, it's a trip, you know? You just, like, you want to sip, but then you just instantly go to guzzling, clunk, 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 and, you know, you're just going right through this can of Red Bull. No matter what the size of the can, you just drink the shit out of it. So it's interesting. I'd be curious to know if it was an ingredient there because, you know, as a chef, I would love to find some ingredient that made people want to just, like, guzzle and eat up my food you know so that's an interesting thought um but it's good for sure um but i do love coffee and vanessa's here in lake nona is definitely a good place to get a a good strong coffee because a lot of places you know american coffee is american coffee is american coffee Uh, it's good because it's coffee because i'll drink coffee i'll drink coffee out of a sock if i gotta drink coffee out of a sock but i gotta have coffee so you know, I've had my share of American-style coffee where I say to myself, like, it's tasty, it's good, but it's just not strong enough. And I, I go to a place called Sweet Mama's, and they have a great breakfast. And they do decent coffee. But, I mean, literally, it is just decent. Because, I mean, not that it's bad coffee. There is no such thing in my world as bad coffee. So, please don't take this the wrong way. But it's not 
you know, un cafecito puertorriqueño. It's not, you know, uh, un colao cubano. It's not, you know, Juan Valdez, strong-ass Colombian coffee, or even this Greek coffees or Turkish coffees, you know, or even the Thai or Vietnamese coffee. Strong, very dark and thick and heavy. That's what I like in coffee. And sometimes I find myself, like at a 7-Eleven or at a Wawa or one of these, like, just get gas and let me grab a coffee. And so turned off by the coffee that I turned to Red Bull. It's just like, that's what happens. So, you know... I save my 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 coffee experience for either here at my house in the morning. Like the first thing I do is like hug my dogs, <laughs> wish them a good morning, get my greca. And anyone who knows coffee and anyone who knows Latin coffee knows what I'm talking about when I say la greca. And I get my greca going and it makes, and I make it super packed. I'm packed, dark, you know, coffee de la isla. You know, I, I love coffee. Cafe Mami, it's it's actually like my favorite coffee because um, it's just dark, dark roast to it, a dark flavor, just super killer, and it's just got this zing. So I love Cafe Mami. I love, um, I love a lot of these. Uh, I had actually a, a, a company called Don Juan out of Miami who brings a Colombian coffee, but they fuse the beans with bourbon and um that was delicious i'm into that coffee for sure so uh it's don juan right yeah it's don juan good stuff so definitely my friends in miami that's great stuff uh chef walken those guys are great guys shout out to my boy carl who's the best <laughs> these guys got a great amount of uh, I did an interview with them they have a show called Shh, I believe it's just walk and talk and uh, and it's on YouTube look it up I think I was episode eight and uh, look me up because I had fun with those guys those guys are a trip and a lot of fun so greetings to my boys over in uh, walk and talk you get the you get it right walk and talk I like it yeah I thought it was Chef Talk for a minute, but I was like, what, dude, you know. Obviously, the Orlando Brewing, this is like, I actually started, before we started our podcast, I had like three of them. And yeah, I'm feeling good. Musica miércoles, musica, musica de miércoles, mus what? Yeah, it's it's definitely rolling. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I love the studio audience effect. You know, it it just once again reminiscent of great historical, you know, like TV. You know, and you would have the canned laughter. I love that shit. I love it. Actually, I just I, I don't understand where where it all went to, where it's all at now. You know, I was talking to my boy Rick. You know, we want to do some TV content, and you tell me what you're thinking, folks. Why don't you share some some ideas with us and. And I, and I always believe you just need to follow the template. And I've said this before about the game shows, and I said it before about TV shows, I mean, uh, cooking shows. And I'm about to say it about one other thing. I love the template of the dance show. You know, the American bandstand style show, the, the soul train with Don Cornelius style, you know, where everyone was just kind of dancing the latest hits. It would bring a... 
a singer or a band and and everyone would just do their thing and 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 you know we everyone would tune in and i said to myself what happened to those shows i mean maybe maybe people's attention spans have changed maybe you couldn't do 30 or 40 or 50 minutes or you know of a dance show and expect everyone to just kind of watch the people dance and oh bring on the star and do their song and and of course the witty host uh, giving his you know like oh that was great kevin and 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 and, and susie that was wonderful you know, uh, you have to show us those dance moves. And, you know, just the corniness of it all. But I think it can be done. Maybe a shorter version of it, you know, since this, the, the tension span. I mean, hey, when are you not on your YouTube, I mean, on your uh, Instagram and uh, don't see, you know, like some dance competition or somebody doing some dance moves and you actually are compelled to watch? And this is, I mean, this is me. I hope it's most people, you know, because, I mean, I, I like to think that I have some idea of what's going on, but um, I honestly believe that the, the, that the dance show should make a comeback. Maybe a new, improved version of it. Maybe algo in Latino, algo en Español. Maybe, you know, in a place like here, like in Orlando, which is the new Latino melting pot. You know, it was New York for many years. It was Miami for many years. You know, Los Angeles, ni se diga, Houston, you know. These are cities that have 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 seen large Latin American comp, uh, uh, you know populations moving into their city limits and and sort of making their neighborhoods and their restaurants and building their cultures and then over time the mixing of the Latino cultures which is really the new Nuevo Latino style and I think maybe a new dance show aquí in Orlando which once again I say it is the new Latino melting pot. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply of america uh maybe something like that's necessary you know where we can get a little flavor de todos los países you know what i'm talking about un sazoncito de todos los países sin, sin envolverme mucho porque rapidito me voy rapido a hablar sucio so we don't want to go sucio uh let me see here um let's talk some food for a little bit here okay let's talk about some food empanadas 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 i love empanadas i love oh spinach and cheese i love just cheese and onion i love uh you know the the, the picadillo the the argentine uh style empanada the empanada de españa la empanada de tu sabes cubana tu sabes el pastelillo de puerto rico you know, the sweet empanadas, the Mexico. I mean, there's the debate. Where is the empanada from? 
You know, who has mastered the empanada or has the empanada yet to be mastered? Is it still just sort of a novelty thing that we get like, oh, vamos a comer unos pastelillos de carne, de carne, o de pizza, o lo que sea, allá en Puerto Rico por la mañana, tú sabes, staple, uh, or una empanada de, 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 de carne argentina, picadillo argentino, tú sabes, con pasas y de todo, un poco, boludo. You know, all the good stuff. Oh, tú sabes, la empanada de España, which is kind of more like a, like, like crust on top, crust on bottom, and then cut, a little different, you know, but, you know, or the empanada mexicana, I go to the Mexican, uh, to the bakery over here on Colonial, and, and I'll get, you know, a bunch of conchas for our Sunday brunch, but then I always buy myself a little empanada filled with, like, sweet potato. It's called camote. And they fill it with a, a seasoned uh, sweet potato or calabacita, you know, and they're both wonderful. My grandma used to make these little tiny empanadas, sweet empanadas with like pineapple inside and a lot of sugar just coated all over the outside. Like a churro, no cinnamon. But they were like rad and they were little and I could eat like a hundred of them, you know, when I was little. Don't you love how Latins say like when you're like young, they say little when I was little. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, when I was little, I used to love those little pineapple empanadas my grandma would make. So great memories of empanadas, great possibilities for a food concept, great possibilities for chefs to be creative with. And, uh, you know, great stories that revolve something so simple, something so Latino, something so shared amongst so many Latin cities around the world. And, uh, and yet... You know, something that could be very exploited still. I mean, you know, I say it like that, but it could be a hit when you think about empanadas, you know, and how people, how easy they are to eat. Well, I mean, you know, I guess there's a frozen version of them. I mean, how about Jamaican patties, which are very much an empanada, if you ask me, and delicious because... You know, I love West Indian food. I love food from the Caribbean. Like, if you're going to take me to, like, to, like... Jamaica, you know, the BVI, the USVI, you know, Trinidad, Tobago, just, you know, St. Croix, I'm going to mention because St. Croix's got some great restaurants and some great West Indian style food. Shout out to Chef Digby, who's out there, who does a great job and he's a good brother. And, uh, you know, it's it's always like just so it's good. So the, the the Jamaican patties for sure are on the list of great empanadas. So that's something you want to look into if you're running a kitchen. If you want to find something easy to make, something exciting, and something that really needs to be showcased a little more. So definitely the debate of the empanada and where it's from not relevant because it's got to be from the heart. Hey, yeah, 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 okay, 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 I won't get so corny, but definitely look into the empanadas, they're awesome, I mean, I, I remember having an empanada in Jamaica once, a curried goat, uh, uh, a patty that was, <sighs> it was pretty delicious, but I will say that just as delicious, and you know, a lot of people can't figure out vegetarian food. The Jamaicans got the Ital diet down. Yes, man, got you covered right. 
The vegetarian patties in the West Indies are amazing because there's a lot of vegetarians amongst the islands, you know, lots. And certainly the East Indian connection from the in, from India that sort of found their way into the Caribbean at one point in history brought a huge influence as well. I mean, and I think the spiciness of it, uh, of a lot of the food, comes from that. And I think um, the East Indian touch that you find in a lot of these islands is very unique and mixes with of course the very african you know ingredients and very african cooking style and again i mean people say to me oh well, i think fusion's done and i say well has fusion ever really been done i mean isn't all our food some sort of fusion food and i think west indian food is a a perfect example of that not to mention most latin american dishes Definitely have a lot of their style rooted in food from the old world, from España. And, of course, given the ingredients and the terrain, that you know, the terroir of everybody's different regions in the world, then, yeah, the food becomes very distinctly Mexico, very distinctly Puerto Rico, very distinctly Cuba, very distinctly Peru, to say Colombia, Venezuela, Brazil, you know, Argentina, all these places have sort of taken, well, the Argentines tend to bring a lot of Italian onto the plate, but it's all good. They tend to bring a lot of the history from España and the techniques. I mean, what Latin American country doesn't love rice, doesn't make great rice dishes? Well, you know, there's a place in España called Valencia that does just spectacular paellas and spectacular rice dishes. And I think that the, the, the understanding of eating rice, even though everyone says Look, rice and beans are very much Latin American, they come from somewhere else. And certainly I think Spain plays a huge role in just giving everybody, all of the Latin American countries, a big foundation. Obviously the African cultures have brought a lot of you know, angles as far as flavor profile and techniques to the Latin American kitchen and the Indian, of course, the indigenous cultures of the Latin American, you know, continent and Central America, you know, in North America, obviously, uh, have influenced heavily into the, the, the cooking lexicon of the Latin American kitchen. And, you know, to say that it's 100% Spain would be uh, foolish, but... To recognize its influence, I think, is huge. To understand everyone's regional like uh, needs and 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 likes and and just desires to put together great dishes. Well, that's what's given us a, a really exciting food dynamic within Latin America, which rivals Asian food. Which you know, people say like, "Oh no, no, no! They invented this and they invented." This. Like, listen. They didn't invent corn tortillas. They didn't invent arroz y habichuelas, if you ask me, pero whatever. It's all good. And um, obviously, you know, I, I, I love to, I love discovering Latin American dishes. And so if you have anything that you want to share with us, like one of those things like, like, like in Ecuador, you say like, well, what's an Ecuadorian dish? Well, I had the pleasure uh, while I was on Iron Chef to meet uh, a chef named Jose Garces, who is Ecuadoriano. And he, when we were like, we, we were on a challenge where we had to sort of uh, cook a dish of our, of our, you know, of our ancestry, of our, our relatives. And he actually made a, a soup called locro. And this is a dish from Ecuador. And 
It was amazing, not to mention he's an amazing chef, so his locro was over the top. But I tell you what, the second or third time that I had locro, it was just as good. So these are dishes like of, of Ecuador, where you'd say, like, well, I don't know many Ecuadoriano dishes. And there's one that is worth trying, el locro. And, uh, you know, there's dishes out there that need to be found and, and shared with everyone else. So definitely search it out and, and, and dig into your own cultural bag of goodies to find how to excite your guest. If you're a chef in a restaurant and if you're not, then in how to excite your family when you're cooking for them. You know, how do you how do you keep your family entertained, you know, when you're cooking? Or how do you bring in the family to cook with you? Because there's nothing that I think that's not a bigger family building event in a household than cooking together. And it's definitely a res- uh, something that your children should learn and your family should do together is cook. You know, in the old days, it was like, Mom, what are we eating? And your mom would just roll her eyes and say, we're eating this. And, you know, my mom was good because she had like this sort of days where she'd cook like miércoles de música like we're doing now well you know i sort of kind of she would do her little days where she would cook certain things certain things certain days of the week and uh you know you kind of knew she had her schedule or her menu you know and it would vary every other third week maybe you know and uh it was delicious and you know one thing you know i think in in the times we're living now is to involve the, the family in the kitchen with you. Not only be like, hey, mom, what are we having for dinner? But, hey, what are we cooking tomorrow? Or let's write our menu on Sunday evening and, and really give everyone a task and they become your chef de parties, you know, in your kitchen. And uh, you could cook something together or just do it once a week, you know, whenever just kind of get people cooking. I think cooking is a, it's a great family builder. It's a great effort. There's a lot of love involved and a lot of technique that's important. It's lifelong. I mean, I watched my mom cook for years in the, at home, and I had no idea how much influence that would have on me. And, of course, everyone says, well, where'd you learn to cook? Or why'd you become a chef? Oh, my mom, you know, I loved it. It was the best. But nothing could be more true, you know. And, and there's great chefs out there that say, my mom couldn't cook anything. She'd burn everything. And, you know, I've heard that before, but. Nine times out of ten, I think I hear my grandma was a great cook, my aunts were great cooks, my mother was a great cook, and, you know, from there comes some great chefs. So you never know. Be an influence, a great influence, and cook with your family and create the next big chefs of our world. And, you know, I tell you what, you know, it's important to do that. It's important to recognize who we are culturally, who we are in the future, you know, what we could do with food. And remember, you know, we're still getting through some tough times. All my chef brothers and sisters out there, all the best. I'm hoping everyone can pull through this. We're getting closer, everybody. We're seeing the light. We're almost at the end of this rough shift. I mean, how many times have you been in the kitchen and you just had a miserable night? And it just never ended. But then it ends. We're getting there, folks. We're almost past this COVID shit. And when we're past it, we'll get back together and we'll cook again and we'll eat again together and we'll have a great time. Meantime, go looking for your kids to cook with you. Inspire them to be great chefs. And remember, survival of the fittest is the soup du jour. I'm Roberto Trevino. I'm still a chef and I'm looking forward to seeing you all soon. So let's do it again real soon. Musica de miércoles de musica. Always tune in. We'll see you soon. Hasta luego. Salud.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 